Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, hi there. I'm Gregor. Thanks for finding us here on the Odyssey app. We appreciate you so much. Uh, Bad news. COVID has torn through the program, and unfortunately, we're taking this week off. So we're re-airing last week's, and because you didn't hear it then... You get to hear it now. <laughs> All right, let's go, uh, Nerd Talk Plus. Thanks for joining in. We really appreciate you. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Hey, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier, or at least make me giggle from time to time. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, I'm Gregor, and he's been a managing editor at Odyssey. Now he's just selling Brandon's beef. He's Brandon. <laughs> Nah, dude, I'm giving, it, I'm giving it away for free. <laughs> well, um, never mind. I won't be mean. Um, <laughs> neither of us is a scientist, engineer, supervillain, mentally stable. But if you are, let us know what we get wrong and preferably what we get right. If you can tell I feel, a friend. Yeah. I feel like we don't even have to tell people what we get wrong. I feel like we just end up like my brother, one of our listeners, yeah. <laughs> will will just be like, hey, that thing that you were talking about? No. It's like, dude. <laughs> How do you know? He's like, well, I Googled it, unlike you. <laughs> well, here's the deal is that we, we show up with a story and then we know just the, the basics about it, right? And then we just we just talk about it to try and yeah. figure out where we can go with it. And, and yeah, we're going to get it wrong a lot of the yeah. times, but it's the power of conversation and deduction that's helping us here, I think. So, yeah, of course. And look, neither of us is a journalist. I mean, you're trained, but neither of us is a journalist, <laughs> scientist, engineer, supervillain. Not yet. But if you are, let us know what we got right. Is that yeah, better? That's yeah, that's better. I like that okay. better. Yeah. Tell a friend, write a review if you're listening to this on demand, or just holler at us with your answer to this episode's question of the week. Yes, this episode's question of the week is, if you were going to die, which you're going to, uh, what, what kind of monument would you want named after you when you're gone? This is a great question. I really like this. Like, I, you ever like you're in a in a park, right? And when I say monument, like anything, what do you want named after you? Like, you go through a park and you see a bench. Like I was doing this the other day. I w- walked through a park and there's like a bench dedicated to some dude. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, cool for that bench for you. I want man. The, I want your new tattoo on your arm dedicated to me when when I die. Okay, <laughs> okay. I want you to add my name to it. This is the Greg. The whatever Greg. My last name is <laughs> the Greg Whale. <laughs> <laughs> Memorial whale. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Uh, you know what? This week's question of the week, part two, is uh, what's root beer? <laughs> 
We'll get to that here in a second because I'm really interested in that as well. Yeah. Before we jump into root beer or insect necrophilia coming up, huh? I've got a question related to something that happened to us um, on last week's show. Okay. I want to know if I'm oh that got that didn't make the cut rather for last week's show. I want to know if I'm the a hole for seeing the yes. brilliant space oh, photos yeah. and trying to convince myself not to care because of the sheer impossibility of it ever being a thing that we more than just look at. For example, the James Webb Space Telescope that everyone's super pumped about identified a planet outside our solar system, one of its main goals, that they say has clear traces of water in its atmosphere. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Let's ship Elon there and then leave him. But then you're like, oh, it's 1,100 light years away. And if you dusted off a space shuttle, for instance, it's whatever speed it goes, I can't remember, 17,000 miles per hour or whatever, and it went there, it would only take you something like 400,000 years until arrival. Seems long. And I'm like, well, let's try sending Elon anyway, just to see what happens. <laughs> well, we know what will happen. But like, uh, that's that's like the, a place that we think we could maybe. There's like a chance yeah. that it could turn out good for us. I I have a question. So, yeah. um, thanks for raising your hand, by the way. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, with uh, like, okay, with light years and distance to travel, right? Like, we know that that planet is 1,100 light years away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's like as the as the as the space crow flies, right? So as like the wizard bird flies, as, as the wizard bird flies, it's eleven hundred light years away. Okay, so um, I, I I just know that uh, I don't feel like this gets talked about a lot in any of the space shows slash movies or things like that. That part of the reason that it that they claim that it takes a while to fire something up into hyperspace, right, is because it has to calculate the navigation uh, in order to. Uh, when you enter hyperspace to, to travel, you know, millions and millions of light years, um, you don't want to run into like planets and asteroids and, yeah. and crap. So it has to plot a clear route um, through space in order to do that. Now, yeah. space is like vastly empty to mm-hmm. begin with, right? It's called space. There's space there. <laughs> um, but like, it, it, you know, if that planet that's 1100 light years away, I would imagine there's got to be like something in between, like, like, if you're if you're gonna get in the shuttle and go light speed, uh, and you're going to just blast through it with Elon as your co-pilot, like a like a hairless Chewbacca, and get there this, in 1100 years, and get there in 1100 years because you're only going light speed, which we haven't yeah. been able to even attain. Um, like maybe maybe a few small things, like a like a. A, t- a tiny little asteroid just is like a bug on the windshield, right? Like it makes no difference because you're going so dang quick. But like a planet is going to be different, right? Like you're just going to get obliterated through that, right? So a couple things. One, the this is just on a smaller scale, just on our solar system scale. If you travel between here and anywhere outside of Mars, let's say... You don't the the scientists don't even ha- really calculate in the asteroid belt. There's this misconception that it's like this big thing that you have to like Han Solo through in Empire Strikes Back to avoid smashing into stuff to get away from the Empire, right? The asteroid belt, all of the asteroids combined, are something like one quarter the size of our moon. Oh wow! And so if you spread that out on a path that would take two Earth years or whatever to get around the the sun, it's very little material. 
like you say, <laughs> you get it wrong though, and it's a yeah. big bummer, right? Yeah, you'd hate they, to be like the guy that like everybody else is calculating. You're like, ah, oh, well, it's only one quarter of our moon. Blast it, and then you just end up dead. Now, the other thing about calculating cosmic travel like that is doing the the math is like there's a pull to create gravity. There has to be at least two objects because it's a center point between the two sets of mass. And so when it's a giant Earth and a small moon, that center point is just outside of our own core. And so the moon goes around us. We don't. We don't go simultaneously around one another. We're yeah. not like a twin body system where we are, but it's like one main body and the other one is trapped in our gravity well. Funny and enough, so like, that's like a, a common uh, uh, description of this podcast is a twin body system. <laughs> Neither of them very good, to be fair, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like just, I mean, you, you've jumped way too far into the details as far as I'm concerned because the hopelessness of 400,000 years with not our best technology but like our some of our best in the last 50 years is like well there's no point until we figure out how to put so i started learning about like how quantum physics works a little bit and like i don't understand i mean yeah (laughs) if you have two if you have a quantum pair they one if one's positive the other's negative it's just like it's a given and so if you could get a quantum particle somewhere else then you could in effect have it could be in a black hole. It could be some. It could be across the universe or whatever. You can affect, understand what's going on there because the opposite thing would happen here. Whoa. And so that's like our best bet is to figure out how to throw something at some speed that is impossible at a thing and then find out through research that way. Again, if you, this is unrelated, it just makes me think of like a book like the Three Body Problem where they figured out how to kind of do that, which is really cool. So anyway, yeah, it's a big bummer because. I see these things and everyone's like, wow, and the scientists are like, you understand that's only one grain of the night sky that we're looking at. And there's hundreds of thousands of millions of stars and some of them could have life. And I'm like, we won't. Yeah. We're going to melt this place first. So. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, to your question, are you an a-hole for seeing it and then not really caring? No, because like I, it, I, I like dig this stuff and I still was like, well, it's just like it makes no difference to the, the day-to-day life where – Rights are being stripped away from people, and we're murdering the earth, and it doesn't seem to be any change in the future, and nothing really matters. And so, and, and large scale, like it's even like if you were to get, even if you could just consider our day to day rights thing trivial, like if you could just throw that away, 400,000 years is like how many generations, you know, right. is that it's like, right. and then is that's like about the time that humans have evolved, right. And so, like you got you got to bet on humans making it another that long to get there. Also, it's traveling away from us, so you'd also have to factor in a few extra years for that. Sweet. And then you'd have to get the message back, and then you'd have to start sending more people out again. And so it's just there's it's impossible. It's just, Our nearest star is four light years away, it, and maybe someday that'll be close enough to go check out. But like even then, you're just gonna go check it out and be like, "Yep, I like guess, the I guess this is where I die." <laughs> Yeah, right. And yeah. you're going to be like, well, they have their own Neptune. That's cool. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Like, this one no. rains lava. Yeah, it's it's not... I mean, I, there's going to be some uh, scientists who have worked very hard on this stuff. Yeah. Physicists who, who have worked very hard on this stuff uh, who are going to be very, like, sad when I say it's basically irrelevant to <laughs> us, you know? Uh, because it, it is. Now, what's not irrelevant, and something that I kind of... Uh, put a lot of hope in is in, that you've just actually destroyed for me is uh, <laughs> is the fact that I thought that the asteroid belt was the reason that we've never been pelted by a massive asteroid 
uh, on Earth or why, why that doesn't happen. Like The dinosaurs all. would like to disagree with <laughs> sure. you on that. So, so great. Now I've pissed off a bunch of physicists and dinosaurs. Nope, they're dead. Um, <laughs> the dinosaurs, not the physicists. <laughs> um, no, but like I, I thought that the reason that it wasn't a much more common occurrence was because uh, we had this big asteroid belt that was like being our, our big bro and like protecting all of these like massive asteroids from coming and you destroying know what it our is. planet. What, what is it? It's that... Jupiter is the boss of the solar system, and it's keeping all the asteroids, for the most part, in that belt. Oh. It's gravity between Jupiter and the and the sun. All these trapped particles are stuck there. These rocks are stuck there. What it takes is like the just the exact wrong alignment between like Mars and Jupiter and Saturn to throw one off course to bonk into another one and have yeah. it go down, you know, down the gravity well towards the inner planets and then one of them accidentally hits us and then all of the dinosaurs are gone yeah yeah i it so so jupiter to me just kind of feels like the yoshi of the solar system that is going like grabbing onto these like eggs and he's like and he's just running around jupiter's running around the solar system with these eggs trailing behind it yeah, it seems about right. Okay, cool. No, I just I need to put these into, in the. I'm not I'm not casually learning about quantum physics, so I, I will put these into Nintendo character terms for me. I reapplied for college this week because I was like, I'm going to go back and get a physics degree. I'm going to do that. I'm going to like learn the math, and I'm going to go back in one class at a time over the next generation. I'm yeah. going to go back and get my physics degree just to do it, just to better understand space. So. Uh, question, is that how that works? Like, can you be like, look, I have no, uh, now granted, I'll, I'll speak for myself, not for you. Cause I don't know your entire background, but like right now, if I was like, okay, I want to have a degree in physics. Yeah. Um, and I was like going to apply to go to college to get that degree in physics. Like it, I know nothing already. I don't have like any sort of like prerequisite background that i feel like they'd be like yeah let's bring but like i have money so like the, would the school just be like hey that guy's willing to pay us to learn stuff here like let's let's take him or like do you have to like prove to them that i want this physics degree more than just out of my own personal vanity or do they not care the 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 reason for you wanting it is irrelevant it's whether or not you have the grades to get into the school that's teaching it okay and like i think that like a competitive field is like MIT or whatever, like, uh, or MIS, sorry, MIT is the university, but MIS, like the computer information systems or computer engineering in general is like a competitive field, specifically somewhere near me at like University of Washington. But if you hit up uh, Western where you went and you're like, hey, I want to keep taking classes as a graduate, but not for a graduate degree, but I just want to keep doing things. I think they'll let you, for me, it was really easy. I like Went onto the website, and then I filled out a form, and some guy called me and was like, really, you want to get back into school? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, you left in good standing, so oh, we'd love to have you back. Just finish your application and hit send. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was like that easy. Wait, we thought you were done giving us money. You want to give us more money? And so, since it's a public school, I went to the University of Arizona, which ironically has like an incredible space science program and and like astrophysics and everything. They have all these like the uh, they have all these um, Kepler Space Science Building is like a big thing there. Yeah, and I took yeah. one physics class and like was way too high for it and like couldn't like understand. And <laughs> I like can... effectively squandered college when I could have done all these cool things that were good for my brain. Well, I have a question though. Like, do you feel that? 
this is a distance makes the heart grow fonder situation where like going back to school, I've always thought about this, like uh, homework, like college seemed so hard back in the day. But when you look back on it as an adult with like real life responsibilities where everything like matters so much more seemingly, yeah. uh, you're like, oh, I would gladly take college back where all I had to do was like these assignments and read these books. But like not me. Okay. I'm not interested. I think school would be just as hard and tedious and like all the things I do in my life that I don't want to be doing for the most part are things that I get paid for. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I don't want my kid yelling at me on a Tuesday morning at 430 in the morning. Like that, that that's not something I am like stoked about. Yeah. But, um, you know, having three finals on one day and having to plan out my study time for that as a person who's borderline ADHD like it's not that's way worse it's way worse being in school is way worse now taking one class at a time over yeah. a slow burn I think will be a lot easier nice. um, and so I have some other classes to finish up first and then I'll to see if I can like get into the program and it's it's very exciting so so will you be able to figure out what root beer is while you're there yeah, interesting. We um, Brandon holds up a glass. He's taking a sip out of it. It's uh, a dark liquid with liquid with ice cubes. And I'm like, is that? I said, is that cola or is that iced coffee? Because the iced coffee to me was a more likely scenario yeah. as a coffee drinker yourself. And, yeah. And we always seem to be drinking coffee when we do this show because of the time and the life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're like, no, it's root beer. And I was like, oh. And then your question was like, what even is root beer? And I was like, <laughs> no idea. I'm guessing that it's like. A root? <laughs> yeah, I think it's licorice. I think it's licorice root. Uh, it's like because it used to be called sarsaparilla, right? Like back in the Wild West, it was like, well, yeah, oh, have because me a sarsaparilla. Because like, you would use that root. Well, licorice is isn't that sassafras? Sassafras, right? Like, isn't that? No idea, dude. Yeah, me either. Uh, well, I googled it just now because okay. uh, I want to know what root beer is, and yeah, uh, this is nerd talk after all. So, uh, root beer is. First of all, Wikipedia wants to make it clear is not to be confused with beer. Okay. okay. Got, um, it. Got it. It's a sweet North American soft drink traditionally made using the root bark of the sassafras tree uh, mm. or the vine of Smilax ornata, which is known as sarsaparilla. Mm. Okay. Um, and so also we're both to, right? Yeah. Also used to make a soft drink as the primary flavor. Uh, root beer is typically but not exclusively non-alcoholic, caffeine-free, sweet, and carbonated. Like beer, usually thick with a foamy head. A well-known. We all like know what root beer is. I just wanted to know like what it. Why is it called beer? Is. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like so. It's like brewed from a root, and then it's beer. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Since saffron, uh, a key component of sassafras, was banned in the U.S. by the U.S. FDA in 1960 due its due to its carcinogenic carcinogenicity which is an amazing word yeah uh, most commercial root beers have been flavored using artificial sassafras flavoring but few uh aka like hansen's uh use a saffron free sassafras extract um so so this is like wasabi versus dyed horseradish yeah yeah exactly if you didn't know that also, when you eat at an American sushi restaurant that is not of the highest caliber, you're getting horseradish served with a green dye in it that is molded into a lump, so you think that you're having wasabi. It all says wasabi flavoring, but like... Yeah. yeah. That's... Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of like horseradish, so I guess I'll take that. They both give me the, the burning nose tinglies, so oh, I'll take the that. the best. Dude, I had the uh, Din Tai Fung yesterday, and I put too much of the of the chili sauce in it, and I had the Bernie tinglys later on in the day so i don't think i can say that uh, i take that though for another 
You take another... the you take the burning <laughs> for absolutely. If yeah. I well, if I got to have the Din Tai Fung on the other end of it. Oh my god, it's so incredible. Okay. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, now on to the real business of this show. It's all about the necrophiliac <laughs> insect world. <laughs> a fungus is attacking the insect world by effectively turning flies into something like zombies. From Copenhagen University, a unique fungus survives by bewitching male flies into mating with dead female flies. No. The longer a female fly carcass with the fungus uh, has lain has lain and rotted, the greater the male's lust. So the longer that it's dead, the more it's like, I gotta f*** it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, gotta beep that. Um, like... It's, so, like I say, it's effectively a fungus that causes yeah. necrophilia, yeah. and I'm just like, what the f, Mother Nature? Like, what is <laughs> this? Is this a simulation? Because that seems like the type of stuff that someone would just introduce just to make yeah. me giggle. Yeah, so, it, I... it, it more seems like the writers are getting bored. You know, like the last <laughs> the last few years, we've gotten murder hornets, we've gotten monkeypox, we've gotten like. Uh, you know, all of these different diseases and uh, afflictions that just seem worse and more bizarre. Trump. Like, yeah, Trump. This one seems like we've like completely jumped the shark 
uh, with a yeah, but the flies are now you know screwing their dead counterparts, and <laughs> that sounds uh, that sounds like okay, like okay, let's stop. You say what the f, Mother Nature? Mother Mother Nature is like, no, this is revenge, bitch. Like this is what you get for all of the <laughs> that you do to <laughs> our, to the planet. Um, sorry, there we go. Yeah, the uh, I'm just thinking about like the. <laughs> If there's a gay fly, does it not have to worry then? It's like, I don't oh, know if, if flies could be gay. I just assume so because they're like usually it takes a species being prolific enough to be yeah, able to yeah. uh, to have. Well, I'm not going to go into it. I feel like flies are. I, I wonder if like the uh, the fly Ronald Reagan is very against. Uh, well, is very supportive of giving uh, funding to the research of this zombie fungus. Where if it affected only the gay flies, they wouldn't. They wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is please, 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 please don't let this cross over into humans because I might be hard up, but not enough to f- a dead person. <laughs> not without that fungus. <laughs> I got athlete's foot? Nah, dude. <laughs> I got the zombie fungus. What if Shaq started doing, started doing commercials for that? <laughs> hey. Don't fuck. Don't fuck. You try to fuck a dead body? <laughs> don't fuck that dead body. <laughs> Can't use any of this. That's just, just all, that's all out. I was trying so hard today to not swear at all. I'm like, goddamn. Okay, so um, now you could give the gift to a space-loving friend or otherwise um, someone that you just want to tell them how much you think they suck. You can now name a black hole in someone's honor. And I read this. And I'm like, man, I am really torn about this because I would love to have a black hole named after me. Then I'm like, yeah, I'm like learning about relativity and the quantum thing and then telling everyone about it, whether they want to hear it or not. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I get it after all. But for only 10 (laughs) bucks, you can certainly send a message telling someone how much they suck. So that's um, well, that kind of brings us to this week's question of the week (laughs) is what what would you want named after you uh, after you pass away? And the the reason I ask that is because like this is meant to be an insult, right? Like I'm going to name a black hole after Gregor because he sucks. And that's hilarious, but also like I think Gregor's also the kind of person where if I named a, a black hole after him, he'd be like, "Well, actually, cool. I, 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 I kind of like that, right? Like we don't know. Maybe like maybe black holes are actually awesome. Like we go through one, and on the other side, uh, it turns out it was like a wormhole to I don't know, pick a thing that you like, Captain Crunchland, where you get mm. to go on the other side and just like it's surrounded by it's surrounded by Din Tai Fung that doesn't give you the spicy butt stuff, okay. <laughs> Like that is like my version of heaven. So if you go through like oh, Gregor's named after the non spicy butt stuff black hole. Awesome. <laughs> I'd like the, the they put up a guardian statue of me outside yeah. up front. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just so I guess like um if you were going to name have something named after you, yeah. uh, and not out of spite, but out of because like I think about uh like the guy uh mckinley whoever the original mckinley was who yeah. who basically they named um dylan the... mckinley <laughs> pretty sure that was his name <laughs> yeah gareth mckinley um no they named antonio mckinley <laughs> they named uh uh denali the the mountain in alaska after him and then yeah they... it's uh william mckinley the 25th president of the united states yeah shows uh this is nerd talk not history talk um 
they named that mountain after him. And then eventually Alaska was like, no, nah, we're going to name that back to Denali, but not until like McKinley had become the pop culturally relevant uh, name for that mountain. And it's like, Hey, sucks to suck, dude. I'm sure there's something else named after you, you got to be president for a bit. So uh, rub some salt on those dead old wounds of yours. But like, uh, what, like without renaming something that already exists, like yeah. Mount Rainier or which was used to be Mount Tahoma, uh, but like without yeah. renaming something that's going to be like, you know, appropriation, uh, what would you like named after you park bench? <laughs> um, well, there's a emergency exit at a music venue that's going to be named after me, but I had to buy that. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is something that doesn't resonate very well with me because I don't really care about my legacy after the fact because it doesn't matter and I only care about it in the moment so I think I'd like to like you know overthrow some sort of like cool building and then like overthrow T-Mobile Park and change it to Tyrannosaurus Stadium yeah, and you yeah. know have it as I'm alive as like the evil person that runs that Jurassic Park by the way yeah, yeah, Jurassic Park. yeah. thank you thank you thank you <laughs> the S from the Mariners and the, and the yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so like but what I would like is to give some artist a chance to do something badass. And now that the dog that I love is dead, it wouldn't be that one. But um, I want to have, like, I'm talking a serious, serious statue. Have you ever looked up the, um, what was the first guy in space? What was his name? The Russian guy? Oh, uh, I don't I don't know. You'd know. Man, that's really tough. That really bums me out. Sputnik was the first thing, and then they put up Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin? Yeah. I think was his name. They look up the statue that they built for him in Russia, and it's so freaking cool. Now, I don't need a statue in my honor. That's ridiculous. I you have to be a real pretentious jerk for that. What? And if you are one of those people, isn't that badass, dude? It's like uh, it's it like looks, seventy it's, feet in the air on top of like a cool spike in yes. the ground, and he looks like he's flying to the heavens like the Rocketeer. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I mean, like, just so, just so, like, it, that's exactly what it is. It's just like this guy with his arms out, uh, yeah. looking like a superhero, straight up fly. He looks like kind of like the Silver Surfer, but, yeah. uh, but like in an awesome, you know, broad-shouldered six-pack way. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that type of, or like when you're watching the Star Wars movies and they have, you know, like a seventy-story tall statue that's on Jeddah or something like that right. before it gets nuked, like. Um, something like that. If I could give some, if someone could build me like a ten-story tall statue that's not me, but it's for me or something like that, that I could like look at and be like, "That's badass." Yeah, like that's the ultimate. Like if you could have that type of influence or power, not to use it for other things, but just to get statue power, that would be yeah. badass. Yeah, I, I think about um, this will get a, a, a little sentimental for a second, but like. Uh, my uh, my gay flies. That's yeah, yeah. So the gay fly that I knew that passed away. <laughs> no, my wife's uh, grandpa died a while back, and he was a big uh, University of Southern California USC fan, right? Yeah. And he was a huge supporter of them. Um, how old was he? How old was he when he died? He was like ninety. I okay. Think. Yeah. My dad. My dad was a big Notre Dame guy, and so he hated USC. And oh, so they I'm would like, have. Hated these guys. Each other. Do these guys like actively root against one another? But he sounds like he's a little older than my dad. Yeah. So okay, go ahead. So he was uh, he was an amazing guy. Uh, anyway, he was a huge supporter of USC, and when he passed away uh, during the like, uh, <laughs> I wanted to call it the funeral after party, but whatever it's called, the <laughs> the the wake or the introducing Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> well, they brought in a um, a section of the USC marching band came oh, okay, in, right, and like yeah. it was indoors, so it was like just hella loud, like they were yeah. playing 
tons of music that they would usually play at all games slayer like yeah exactly it, it was amazing though it was like really cool it brought tears to my eyes because i was like you know who would have loved this i mean this is cool for all of us but you know who would have loved this the grandpa who the had, who just died is like why don't we do that kind of stuff for the people while they're still alive like if only yuri gregarin could have seen that statue and like how important he was to uh the russian people now um then you take it to like outside of ballparks and outside of uh uh soccer stadiums and things like that yeah. where you know famous very important people to certain teams will get statues outside the stadium and they get to actually be at the unveiling think about how crazy that is to be ken griffey jr playing for the seattle mariners uh for as long as he did and and being as important of a, of a member of the team as he was getting to stand outside the stadium that he didn't really play in uh but to have a statue of him in like an iconic pose put up outside of that stadium for all time or for as long as this earth exists at least it only took like six weeks before someone stole the bat out of his hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I was just looking it up. That uh, that sculpture was completed in 1980 of Gagarin. Because yeah. Gagarin, I was I, so I was like, could he have possibly been alive? But he died at 34 in 1968. Is killed with another pilot in the crash of a two seater jet aircraft. While so imagine that you go to space and like a. You know, like effectively a metal trash can yeah. and make it back down and then you die in a plane crash. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it was a it was like a testing flight. Yeah. Like he was yeah. still doing test flights and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. He still had to have a purpose for his life, I'm sure. Right. The uh, town of I cannot pronounce was renamed Gagarin. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Anytime you have a G, a Z, an H, and then a vowel, and then a TZ, <laughs> TS, and K, like I'm out. Like yeah. I'm pretty good at pronouncing things, but that's, yeah. that's it. So. So anyway, I hope that you get uh, a big cool statue of you sitting in front of a microphone or I don't know. I'm not going to say the thing I was going to say. So what I wanted, what I wanted when my dog was still alive is I wanted like a giant, like hundred times statue of her to like be outside of the compound where we lived or something like that. So you walk up and there's just this, this big, toughy looking Boston Terrier that's like a hundred times bigger than the normal one. Yeah. I think that'd be badass. Anyway, how about you? Um... Yeah, I don't. I think statue. I'm like really stoked on the statue idea now. Cool. But like, I'm trying to think of like I'd have to do something, like like the Yuri Gregarin thing is awesome because it's like a um, he was a, he was a cosmonaut. He got to go to space. He got to like the, the the statue of him is this artistic rendition of the thing that he did and was historically famous for. Right? Like that. I I've, I don't feel like I've done anything quite yet that like lends itself to a really cool artistic rendition. It's um, you handing over a pair of keys to someone on their signing for their house. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, cool. That guy. Um, so uh, so I like the statue idea. Just have to get creative on on exactly what was going to be statuesque. Uh, or just like, uh, I feel like, pick like the oldest living animal uh, or an animal that is maybe expected to live for a very long time and just name them Brandon. <laughs> Just like get a baby tortoise yeah. and be like, like, this is Brandon the tortoise. And people are going to be like, why is he named Brandon? And I'd be like, because of some you, dude. You just wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then the tortoise is like, can I sell you a house? <laughs> Could you speed it up? No. <laughs> okay, so nerds that are old enough will remember an iconic scene from the very first Jurassic Park movie. Are you familiar with this film, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I am. Where the lawyer is in the middle of a monster attack, he, dinosaur attack, he's like sitting on the toilet doing his business in the outhouse, and he um, he gets eaten by the T Rex that like just bites the top off the outhouse and his whole body, then just gulps him down. 
Um, well, Mattel's creation or Mattel Creations San Diego Comic Con exclusive action figure set will give you just that. <laughs> now you think it could have been the one where the where there's a goat standing there, and then the next thing you know, it's just like a leg on the ground or whatever. <laughs> Why is this outhouse named the Gregor Outhouse? Well. <laughs> 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 okay, so I got other I got other toy stuff here. Okay. Uh, in other things that we didn't need, the New York Times is rolling out a board game version of the recently very popular Wordle. To which I say, no, stop. Yeah. Like, let, just let it be. Like, let it, let it be what it is. So, is this a strike while the iron is hot type thing, or do you think it's a we overpaid for Wordle and we need to recoup some costs? Type oh, situation? absolutely, it's absolutely that thing because they um, I play the ladder. I did the yeah yeah I did the Wordle thing for a while and mm-hmm. um, I stopped eventually just because I had other things to do in the mornings instead of spending a lot of time getting frustrated doing that and um, and I think what I what I like realized is like after New York Times bought it uh, and and to their credit I mean they have to do this right they started to like really try to get people to buy to get the emails. What? Do you get the emails that are like, have you done Wordle today? today? Yeah, and then I open yeah. it up and it's like, also save $49 if you sign up today. Yeah. Right. And, and probably what happened is that they didn't start getting that subscription boost that they thought was going to happen because the reason people did it is because it was free, right? Like it's a free mindless thing to do. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, they're definitely just trying to, to see if they can squeeze that word game for all that they can uh while they can because ultimately like a wordle board game is just hangman <laughs> right just end the show right there <laughs> just be done. i would except for i have one more toy related thing for you yeah. toy maker hasbro will put your face onto one of their power rangers action figures or black panther or spider-man and for just 60 bucks <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I just read the rest of the you were gonna say. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It makes me happy that you, you laughed at that. Um, it's the tough part about the whole thing is cutting the face off your head, <laughs> and then shrinking it is also pretty tough. Uh, they can. Uh, so, how about when you die? Yeah. You could. You could name my face, Gregor. <laughs> I was thinking face tattoo. That'd be okay. And oh like, yeah, great. Yeah, I'll be um, like. I'll get the Post Malone, but I'll get Gregor right here. Dude, I will not do the same for you, but thank you. <laughs> we, have a, we, have, we have video evidence of it. Now you're bound. Yeah. This yeah. is an audible, audible contract. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think That's... it's super weird to get your face put onto an action figure. Sure. And it looks to be the quality that like 10 years ago video games were when you tried to put your face onto a character it's not great yet yeah <laughs> so. I mean, it's actually su- surprising to me because you think with all of the the way that we can make things look so lifelike now and the way that we can make things but i guess for only 60 bucks it makes sense <laughs> that you're looking like the original laura croft from tomb raider <laughs> the cool like triangle boobs and- <laughs> yeah yeah it's like <laughs> what yeah what if, uh can you know if if it, maybe is, is it like an automated thing so like can i go to like whatever the hasbro website is and then just upload whatever picture i want because i'm going to upload the triangle boobs from laura croft original tomb raider and have those put Gre- on the face how come gregor's character only has one eye <laughs> gross but also that's exactly what i'm thinking 
This week and why we're all effed. The United Nations released their findings that with the Earth's population growth slowing to about 1% annually, we should reach peak population in the year 2086 of just over 10 billion people. And the I don't know if the Earth is more mad or sad when finding that out. The Earth doesn't have feelings, so it doesn't sure. actually matter. But uh, oh boy, so tell that at- to the to the zombie fly fungus that we got. <laughs> oh, I don't have feelings. How's how's uh, zombie? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a gross sounding disease. How does fungus pox sound? <laughs> so, so we're at almost 8 billion people on the planet right now. And it's going to be in like the next 10 years that we'll get there. We're at like 7.8, I think. And so it's going to keep growing so rapidly because the more people you have banging, the more it's going to go up. At one point, I heard the projection was like eight and a half to nine. And so this is a lot more than that. And um, I think about like how we fix a bunch of the problems. We're working on so many problems right now so that we can keep the Earth from becoming a hell like Venus with its daily high temperatures ranging just shy of 900 degrees Fahrenheit, only to then add another couple billion people and have to kind of like start over again to figure out what to do. Like, not only do we have to solve the problems that we're seeing right now, but we also have to like plan for how they're going to get so much worse. And in just 60 years, that's like... I'll probably won't be alive, but like I could. So it could be in our lifetime that we reach that peak. The the black hole that's named after you is going to be watching uh, in <laughs> in horror as as the extra two billion two point two billion people on the planet. Even though there's going to be a probably like ten percent reduction in actual land mass for those extra two point two billion people, where are we going to put them? It's going to be like yes, the answer is South Dakota. Um, <laughs> For, uh, that's that's too mean. <laughs> sorry, North Dakota. My bad. Uh, like, but in these, they have to go somewhere, right? Like, all of these people have to go somewhere. The the problem is, uh, as we know, is is most of that population growth. Like, you look at um, what you would call what maybe used to be called like industrialized nations, like Germany, United States, like uh, where yeah. you actually have a, a, a population deficit uh, deficit where the the replacement you know isn't happening where where uh, people aren't japan. having enough kids yeah japan people aren't having enough kids in order to maintain the populations there but then you look in like um developing countries countries that are actually going to be the most affected by things like climate change where they're having way like well they're not having too many kids they're just having kids like they would uh but they're that's like that. This is like talk about solving for problems that don't exist yet. Like these problems are already starting to show their, themselves, and we're still just trying to figure out how to, not to like catch the earth on fire every single time uh, we light a joint. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us uh, to uh, the end of another roller coaster ride of a very <laughs> important heady show. It's time for what did we learn this week, Brandon? What did you learn this week? Um. Let's see. Uh, what did I learn this week? I learned that I am absolutely wasting $60 on getting my face on the Toy Spider-Man. Please do. Let's both do it. I will definitely kick in 60 yeah. bucks to put me on Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gregor, what did you learn this week? Yeah, I learned that insect necrophilia is back. After the cicadas the last summer, we got flies doing it. Damn, dude, if you think we're killing the insects, the insects are boning each other to, well, after death. (laughs) You got anything else, Brandon? You learned anything else this week? Yeah, to be honest, I actually learned a little bit about root beer. Hey, we actually did learn something. Yeah. 
Wow, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. yeah do you I have more root beer at your house? Or? Oh, I do. I do. Yeah, I have a few more. Final question. One word answer. What's your favorite brand of root beer? Man, what if my favorite brand was two words? Uh, my favorite brand of root beer is... Oh, is it Dad's? Dad's. Dad's root beer. What about you? Pass. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.